0: Welcome back to the ADR Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brian Hamilton. It's uh, July 30th, 2014. And on today's episode, continuing with our theme of uh, really lo-fi movies, I'm talking about Richard Linklater's 2001 movie, Tape. Now, what I find fascinating about this is that uh, at this point in Linklater's career, he has made a bunch of really popular, successful movies, Dazed and Confused, uh, Before Sunrise... And uh, Waking Life, I think, came out before this as well. Yet, here he is filming with three people on a single set um, with a camcorder, with a video camera, consumer-level video camera. And I, that's what I'm trying to uh, accomplish today, is talk about why he would do those kinds of things and... Uh, Why this movie is the way that it is. And uh, before I jump into that, I want to talk about the fact that, uh, like last week's movies, uh, this uh, movie, Tape, is also based on a play of the same name, basically exactly the same, because... It takes place in real time on one set, so it's very possible to uh, put this on stage. And the original screenwriter uh, God, what's his name? Uh, screenwriter playwright is what I mean. <laughs> um, Steven Belber, uh, he wrote this play in 99, and then this movie became—the uh, play became a movie in 2001, just two years later. And the screenplay was written by uh, Belber. I haven't read the play, but I can imagine it's pretty much the same because, uh, again, the movie is in real time, and it's— uh, in one set so it's very easy to just stage but uh, what's interesting is that even though it is easy to just stage um, you know Linklater could have very easily filmed this movie uh, with you know maybe a single camera uh, in one vantage point didn't have to be a nice camera it's not a nice camera it's a um, camcorder consumer level thing and I think it's really interesting the fact that he chose that. You know, he has this clout. He definitely has the budget. And he has people uh, like Ethan Hawke, Robert Sean, Leonard, and Uma Thurman. They are the only three people in this movie. And I'm amazed that he was able to convince these people to be in a movie like this where uh, they film everything in real time. And it's only three people and it's shot with a consumer level camera. Um, What makes this movie incredible, again, it's based on the play, um, so the script is the star, and they... uh not much happens in this movie i'm not going to spoil much of anything that happens uh but i'll give you the premise uh because again i want to recommend this movie to you guys this is a really really good movie i don't think it's on netflix right now i didn't check before i started recording but i really like this movie it's really fascinating this went over really well in uh, film club when we showed it last year so uh if you guys uh want to check it out definitely be my guest and uh, let me know what you think of this movie if you've already seen it uh please let me know what you think of uh, my analysis of it because i really like hearing from you guys i am at under Score Brian Hamilton on Twitter, and uh, yeah, so tape it is this guy, uh, Ethan Hawke, who has made a movie. He made a movie, and he's in town for only one night in uh, I believe it's Lansing, Michigan. Let me double check. I have the Wikipedia page open here. Uh, yep, Lansing, Michigan. I was there once. it was nice, but um, he is in a hotel room. Uh, no. Wait, no, I'm rereading the plot. I got the guy wrong. Uh, Vince, played by Ethan Hawke, is a drug dealer who is visiting uh, Robert Sean Leonard's character, whose name is John. Uh, he is the one, Robert Sean Leonard, the guy from House, is the one that made the movie at the uh, East Lansing Film Festival. So it's these two guys. One of them is a drug dealer. He has all his drugs on him. And the other guy is uh much more accomplished filmmaker who is... Um, They're both in town for one night. They're meeting up. Uh, They're really close high school friends, but they've since drifted. And in this movie, what they do is they just hash it out. Uh, It starts really amicably, if not a little bit awkward, in the beginning of the movie. And then as things go on, things get really, really real. They get intense. There's a lot of talk about... um, Know what happens after high school, what happens to your friends and your friend groups after high school. A lot of talk about decisions you made in high school or, you know, college, you know, earlier in your life that come back to haunt you, even if you're a completely different person. Um, Because the wonderful dynamic of this movie is uh, Robert Sean Leonard's moved on. He's successful, he's made a movie, and he's there to promote it. And his friend came to support him. He talks a lot about how he spent a lot of money to come out to support his friend John, which is, uh, Big, big part of the movie. And then Vince has not moved on. So he's still back in high school. He's trying to drag John back down to his level. He's trying to bring him all the way back down to... uh, The point where he will be really, really, you know, upset with his life and really, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything else beyond that. Uma Thurman shows up at one point. She is an old high school friend of theirs as well. Uh, They all come back together for one night and they really hash it out. Things get crazy. Uh, So that's it. It's a slow moving movie. It's short, relatively short, 86 minutes, but it feels long because so much... Uh, is said, so much is done, but then it also feels long because, you know, it's slightly boring. Uh, Lots of things happen in it, um, just in the air between them. They talk a lot about things, you know, it takes place in a single hotel room, so all the plot has to happen in their, you know, memories. Even though we're seeing this from a single hotel room on a single night in real time, as if we're just kind of hanging out there with them, all of their uh, stories all of their memories are happening in a time that's happening off screen and that's what i think is such a brilliant thing about this movie even though we don't see any of the stuff they talk about we feel it we really understand the fact that you know this is happening we can sympathize with them we can feel their impact and uh, the pacing of this movie is such that you end up um You know, kind of lulled into this false sense of security in the beginning, but then as things go on, you can start to pick up on these little hints from Vince of, uh, you know, jealousy and anger, uh, regret from uh, John's perspective, you know, because he regrets the stuff he did in high school. Uh, That's, you know, the main thing of the movie, the fact that he wasn't such a good person in high school and he's trying to do better. He's trying to be a better person and create this new life for himself, uh with you know his movie his uh, new I don't think he has a girlfriend or anything but his new you know things in life that show that he's moved on so in terms of uh the pacing it's laid out perfectly uh again not too much happens but by the end of the movie you feel like the big gut punches that happen in the movie because even though they're all verbal uh most of them are verbal there's a few like actual little fights they uh really impact you, because you've spent so much time with these characters, you've spent enough time with them just kind of hanging out and talking to know that this stuff is important to them. So there you have it. Uh, you're, you as the audience member are let in on the ground floor of this movie. And the fact that it's filmed on this really crappy camera in 2001, <laughs> when uh, you know, much better cameras have been even commercially available for a few years up to that point, they uh, still decide to do that. And uh, the movie is called Tape. Uh, Single cassette tape plays a fairly large part later on in the movie, so uh, there's that. But I think it's clever that they filmed it on tape as well. Uh, It really gives it that kind of grungy, uh, not amateurish feeling. I mean, it does give you an amateurish feeling, but I don't think that's what Linklater is going for. I feel like he's going for a really raw feel, as if there was a third person there filming it for us to see. Uh, because it all feels very real. All of the beats are real. All of the things that happen to them feel real. And you know, Roger Ebert said this in his review I just read before I started recording. Um, they made you believe that the events that they talk about off screen actually happened off screen at one point or another. And that is the most difficult thing to accomplish, according to Ebert. So they make this feel really, really real by removing any sort of uh, barrier between you and the. Actors and the characters, I guess, not the actors. But when it comes down to it, you end up feeling like, you know, this was real. This was actually shot by someone. And maybe there would have been less of a barrier if it was shot in crystal clear HG with really uh thought through camera angles. And there's some interesting camera angles, but they all feel very slovenly and very uh you know, kind of amateurish. Uh Again, probably not what Linklater was going for, but I think he succeeded in um, making this feel like something that was real, kind of recorded to tape, and then sent over to you where you're watching it and watching everything happen. Um, Yeah, so what I like about this movie is that there's this extra thing that kind of takes away any sort of fake elements of the movie um there's also the fact that these people are really famous we recognize uh, robert sean leonard the guy from house and um uma thurman and ethan Hawke. we recognize them as people we've seen elsewhere so maybe the illusion is a little bit gone the fact that they're not actually the people they think they that they're trying to sell you on in this movie but i think it's still a really really strong performance uh for from all of them um uh, and the fact that it's shot on tape in this really lo-fi movie, even though Linklater could have done it um, any other way he wanted because he had the clout to do it in Hollywood, he chose this. He chose this really uh, bizarre, grainy style of film, and it works. I think it really works because, um, you know again, a single tape, cassette tape, plays a pretty big part in the movie. Uh, definitely check it out uh check out the movie because it's paced really well the story keeps you engrossed even though not too much you know quote-unquote happens it's still really fascinating um yeah i think this is a really good example of a movie that takes the lo-fi approach and uses it to its advantage uh even though it could have been done any other way they still decided to do it like this and i think it worked really really well uh tune in tomorrow for another lo-fi movie that i don't necessarily like but i still think you should watch Um, because it's fascinating lots of people like it i don't um until then in the meantime have a good night watch more movies